Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 71. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you very much for tuning in today. We've got another cool episode for you today. The cool bands just keep getting cooler. Thank you to the girls at Universal Music Canada for setting this one up for us. One of the absolute best live rock and roll bands on the planet right now, The Struts, right here on the Adamantium Podcast. I've seen The Struts live almost every time they've been to Toronto uh, since I discovered them. Uh, I kept saying, I I saw them twice in the Opera House, and I kept saying, why aren't these guys in a bigger room? It's like seeing Queen uh, or Elton John or Mick Jagger. Uh, They're just so entertaining. Great rock and roll songs. Catchy. You've heard them on the radio. You've heard them in commercials. And finally, they've, they've made a step up. They did two back-to-back nights at the Danforth Music Hall. We did this interview uh, on the tour bus before the second show, and the guys are really nice. They were probably so exhausted, but they absolutely crushed both nights. If you're a fan of rock and roll music and you haven't seen the Struts, get out there when they come to a town near you. You will not regret it. It'll probably be one of the best rock and roll shows uh, maybe you've ever seen because they are fantastic. All right, let's do the Adamantium Recommend segment for this episode. Five songs by the Struts you absolutely need to listen to, recommended by me. The first song I'll recommend, if you, I mean, if you haven't heard it, you haven't, you've been living in a closet for the last two years. Uh, The first song I recommend is called Body Talks. It's all over the place. You've definitely heard it somewhere, whether it be on TV, on the radio, in a mall, at the gym. Just a fantastic radio banger. Uh, The second song that I'm going to choose is actually a single that they put out on its own. It's called One Night Only. And then the next three songs I'm going to choose are actually all from their first album, which is one of my favorite albums of the last decade. The first song is called Kiss This. The second one is called Where Did She Go? And the third song is my absolute favorite Strut song. It was their first single. You've probably heard it as well. It's called Could Have Been Me. And just a quick note before we get into today's interview, if you enjoy today's podcast, we would love for you to tune in again. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Leave a uh, comment and a rating if you can. You can also follow us on social media. We're available on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter uh, just by searching The Adamantium. And that is all for now, so let's dive into the world of rock and roll music with the Struts right here on episode number 71 of the Adamantium Podcast. Have a great week, everyone, and thank you so much for listening. the show when uh, ah, Noel Gallagher got pushed on the stage in in Toronto. Oh, it was at like Virgin, yeah, Virgin yeah. Music Festival. Oh, yeah. it was the last time they ever did a show on the island. Yeah, oh, someone, the someone had hid underneath, hid on their stage for yeah, hours, yeah, for hours, for like all day. Like he had, he was, yeah, some guy hid under the stage for hours, and then so middle of like not even like at the story? beginning. I don't know if it was like Urban Myth, but he was having an affair with his. No, uh, really? <laughs> I didn't hear <laughs> that. Oh yeah, he came and pushed Noel Gallagher in the middle of the like the middle of the set. Fell over, he cracked two ribs. No way, cracked two ribs. No, he fell on an. Yeah, that's a story. Cracked yeah. two ribs, 
and then uh, like Liam was taking swings at the guy yeah. mm-hmm. and then literally all the security Sick. ran in and oh, then so there was like I was there yeah there was like a like a lo- like a break oh, so everyone's like Oasis, yeah, yeah it was like this was obviously like two, I was in university at the time it was like oh 2012 or something yeah. and there was like a pause for obviously like several minutes and then like Noel came back out like limped everything and yeah. finished finished the set he just cut out like a couple songs so did the guy actually connect a hit with oh yeah like he pushed him from behind so Noel fell over and he hit the, the amp in front of him and he cracked his ribs on it yeah wow. yeah yeah it was pretty... a video of it on YouTube actually. yeah there is yeah I've seen a fucking great video of uh, someone getting up on stage at the Rolling Stones and Keith Richards taking off his guitar Oh yeah, and smacking someone around the head with it. Like he literally just takes yeah. it off, and he's just like, "No, yeah," because this guy's like, well, he goes, start on Mick, doesn't yeah, he, he goes for Mick, yeah. and then Keith just runs out with his guitar and just is like takes it straight off. Jeez, <laughs> well, Keith, yeah, Keith would be the one <laughs> powered on. Who knows what's? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Oh, you ready? Oh, we are ready. We are ready, and sound levels are good. So, uh, first of all, thank you guys so much. Pretty cool. Sitting in, in the tour bus here with the struts. Cool, it's very luxurious, yeah, awesome. right? I was here last night. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Uh, Thank you. Wicked show. It was the third time I've seen the struts. Um, yeah, first time. Uh, first time was at the Opera House, and uh, I think I was at. I was photographing for a magazine at the time, and they had sent me, and I, I knew, you know, the first couple singles. So I said, yeah, yeah, I'll go check these guys out. And from the beginning, just blew me away. And uh, I'm like, I'll, I'll come see these guys every time they're in town. Sweet. But the one thing I was thinking the whole time, like, why aren't these guys playing a bigger room? Oh, you tell me. <laughs> well, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Two, two back-to-back nights in the Danforth. This is, like, my favorite venue in the city. So, cool venue, huh? That's good. Yeah, great sound. You can see from everywhere. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, uh, last year, um, within a matter of, I think, a month or so, you guys played the Opera House and also played the Rogers Center. Yeah. So how do you guys transition yourself from, you know, a room of, you know, few, uh, thousands of your own fans to, you know, a room of 50,000 where you're uh, someone else's fans that you're trying to impress? It's totally different. Like, you, you, I mean, uh, the, the, well, the, the, the ones where you're doing it in front of your own fans is, is, like, different. You can kind of, like, take your time a little bit and you can... I'm not saying, like, you can get lazy, but... For instance, like as a vocalist, there are things in the set which I know the crowd will sing, mm-hmm. right? Which which are mental breaks for me. Like mm-hmm. in certain songs, I'll point them out and they'll be like, they'll sing the lines and stuff like that. And that- <laughs> when you're doing the Foo Fighters, like, that doesn't happen. It's right. like you know, you got thirty or forty minutes where you jump on stage, you do a little bit of talking, but it's just literally like bang, 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 bang. You want to do as much as you can within those 45 minutes or four mm-hmm. minutes or whatever it was I can't remember how much was it 40 minutes 45 I think 45 so yeah they're very different yeah one's sort of like slightly more relaxed okay and slightly more self-indulgent and then the Foo Fires is just like you're kind of like showcasing yourself mm-hmm like look at us you know and it's just like it's pretty intense actually and do you feel is, is it almost like a like a job interview you're like you're trying to win these or no, an audition it, rather you, did you feel that way always, or we no we always looked at it like our job is to warm the crowd up for the of course fighters, right? yeah and 
was it, was it Dave that said that? It was like we we notice it when you guys have been out with us. Like the crowd yeah. do react in a certain way after you've been yeah. on, which is a huge compliment for us. Yeah, I, I was out of town. I remember for that show, but people, I remember people telling me they're like, they, you know, all the Foo Fighter fans were into it, and so once mm. once I started getting on stage with them, mm-hmm. that's when everything changed. You not not, not loads of things changed, but like their fans of like they're so close knit and yeah. word got around that like oh this band's really good and blah 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 so people started to show up earlier they wanted to come see us yeah. and then once I started going on stage with them that was like you a, got on stage with the Foo? yeah what were you, yeah what were you guys doing with the Foo? Under Pressure oh nice okay so we were doing and then once that started happening it was all over YouTube and stuff of like course. that so the fans were like oh I'm gonna check this band out ever any like and I mean there's the Foo Fighters but you guys have also played with Guns N' Roses and Rolling Stones and The Who any uh, these are like are these like pinch me moments like I can't believe I'm here <laughs> they're kind of like some of them are like just like great support slots right yeah that's what I mean like I mean but the Foo's one was remarkable just because yeah. it was we actually spent some really good time with them and became friends with them to be honest with you of course yeah um, the other ones were kind of more fleeting and was more sort of meet and greet style things right we did sort of chat with the Who one was pretty good though like that was the festival in Quebec yeah, yeah. and like it was just us and them on the festival lineup for that stage it was like something like 80,000 people or something like that <laughs> yeah just walking out to that stage was like wow and we got to meet you know Roger and which was cool yeah briefly but you know yeah one of those cool moments in life of course yeah that's yeah, yeah that's they actually were, they were just here last week oh really yeah 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 I was there um, they've got like a whole symphony playing with them now which is oh, kind of cool really? yeah it's yeah. kind of cool kind of cool uh, is Liam out supporting no not yet he's in America. no here we had a we had uh, Rain Maida from Our Lady Peace supporting which is like uh, uh, Our Lady Peace was like a big 90s band in mm. Canada so right. yeah so I probably, actually probably it was in Canada we did that Who gig it was yeah, yeah, Quebec. Yeah. oh was it oh yeah yeah right in the Quebec yeah. festival yeah um, so I mean obviously bands like like Queen and, and the Rolling Stones are big influences to you guys do you guys remember the first performance you ever watched that made you think I want to do this or this is how I want to do this what from those specific bands? when you no 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 not from those but in general do you remember what was one of the first maybe performances you ever I, saw in- I went to um I went to a pub gig with my dad and it would, it turned out like ten years later I found out who this guy was he was called Albert Lee okay and he's Eric Clapton's like rhythm guitarist okay um so that was cool and I remember going to that show and I was like oh wow like never seen like a band play like this before so okay. that kind of made me want to dip my toes into like drumming to drumming yeah and doing it a certain way or yeah well but then I guess the certain way came from Arctic Monkeys I saw their like first first video for Bet Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor yeah so that got me into like really wanting to be in a starting band and incredible too yeah yeah he's great and he was so young at the start as well so that was inspiring for me okay mine was Smooth Criminal the video right okay Michael Jackson I can see yeah, that. I just I was I was really young watching the the uh, Michael Jackson history volume one video with the bronze statue mm-hmm. on the front cover. Yeah. And yeah, it was the smooth criminal video. I walked in halfway, like halfway through the the, the V8, like the tape itself, and and it was just on the TV. Yeah. And I and, and I was just like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. That was it for me. That was it, and then you started. 
And that was it, the end of uh, the beginning of so the end, eh? Grabbing my crotch. <laughs> yeah. Grabbing my crotch and pinching my nose and, yeah, trying to pretend to moonwalk. That's yeah. it. And I, I think I, I read somewhere today, actually, that you didn't actually start singing until you were much later. Mm-hmm. And were you were all you guys self-taught, or did you did someone teach teach you guys your instruments, or self-taught. everyone self-taught? I had like a few lessons, I had lessons in school. Okay. Yeah, but then you can't. Yeah, YouTube and stuff as well. Right. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, it's a lot easier these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. just watching. Well, my first band that I loved was Green Day. And okay. It's like a good. Yeah, you know, I used to download videos off the mm-hmm. off the internet of them playing live, and I just like look at his hands. And like, because really? it's, it's pretty simple, you know. I don't want to say it's simple, but it's just bar power chords, power yeah. chords kind of thing. So I think that was what's great because for me to be able to listen to a song like when I come round and I could watch him play it and I just kind of copy it and it, in my head, remotely sounded like the song. <laughs> yeah, it like makes you want to keep going. <coughs> going and, and going. Like, oh, I can fucking do this. And then tabs yeah. came along and <laughs> yeah, then tabs and stuff like that. Yeah. And then and then I saw my my cousin had a band and there's a guy in the band called Tim and he was just this great guitar player. And that's when I was like, oh, I want to be like him. Now. Okay. And then he, and I was like, where's Tim these days? He's <laughs> he's still in Derby, but he's still a great, he's a great still guitar, great guitar still, I'm sure that's it. I go home now and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I can fucking. Well, he's now Tim's like, I want to be like Adam. <laughs> yeah. And then I and then I play and I see him play. And I'm like, fuck, he's still so good. Mm. Oh really? Eh? He's very yeah. like Hendrix inspired, isn't he? Okay. Yeah, he was like, I went over to his house and I was and I got like, obsessed with his playing. He's like, this is it. And then he showed me like Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix, and he had all these DVDs, and I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's what I want to do. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. And you self-taught as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And so vocals are ones I always thought, maybe just because I can't sing for shit, but <laughs> that was always one I like. I never thought you could. It would be harder to self-teach yourself. I'm, I'm still learning. I mean, I think it's just, it's just, it's down to experience and just mm-hmm. like playing live and in the studio as well. It's like completely different. Like, right. Like I, I never used to enjoy singing in the studio up until about sort of like two or three years ago. Okay. Um, but I feel more comfortable now. It's it's different. It's like two different things. Like some people are recording artists and some people are like live performers. Right. And they're the greats. The greats of when you can do both. Right. And, and sort of like work the studio and then be able to work a stage mm-hmm. and make them both work for you. Um, the, the 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 live thing I found very like natural. Okay. But like being able to hit notes and things like this, a lot of it I've learned in the studio. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's. I don't know, man. I'm still learning. It's it's fucking weird. Like, well, even like our latest song, like "In Love with the Camera." Right. I, f- <laughs> I mean, like, I would have never chose or even thought I could sort of like sing like that, and I don't okay. think I can. But I try. Okay. Well, I, I have to say, la- last night, one of my favorite parts of last night was in the encore. You do this uh, piano, stripped down piano version mm-hmm. of somebody new, and. Like I, uh, the hairs on the back of my neck were standing. So I enjoy just, that bit because I yeah. can take my time and I can. But the vocal performance, I mm. think, is, is blew me away. You know. Thank you. Yeah. But I think that's where I like. That's where I'm most comfortable, like vocally in that kind of area. Yeah. Like some of there's there's a couple of parts in our songs that are like very hard and very challenging. Okay. And probably in ten years I won't be able to do. 
<laughs> so I'm just making the most of it now. Right, you know, right. I'll either be dead or I won't be able to get to that octave. You might so, have a Getty Lee problem on your hand. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll just start going down, like, right, you know, like right. Freddie used to in like, right. you know, the Wembley area. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just start like dipping down at one point. Right. But, but for now, you might hit right those now, notes while you can years nail old, them. I can do it. You know what's funny is I think the last time you guys played the Opera House, it was your birthday. No, it was. Yeah, yeah. I remember because my thirtieth birthday was a month before that. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. There you go. Um, recently, you guys did what was your biggest headlining act in New York City? Yeah. Tell me a little. Yeah, tell me. And I saw a bit of footage. It seemed really cool. It was With on like a rooftop. Friends, actually, the Glorious Sons. Yeah, yeah. Members, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they're a great band. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Yeah. yeah, that was a great show. We we uh, we put a lot of money, I guess, is the way we're <laughs> it. Um, by having pyrotechnics and sparks and stuff. Like right. That. And Luke rode a Harley Davidson out onto the stage. I saw the videos on that. So yeah. the rest of you didn't get get vehicles to you know come out on. No. Yeah, and I think they gave you a motorbike too at the end, right? Yeah, man. If no, no, that's you guys feel like rough out of the steel, and you, just, well, I think you have to share. We're working on it. We're yeah, they were riding right. Been a few whatever. emails sent. No. Okay. Um, it's being built now in Nashville, so I'm actually. Okay. So I'm going to go over to the the the, the garage and um, talk paint jobs. Okay, like custom struts paint. Yeah. So it's going to be sick. It's yeah. It's going to be a roking or. Um, Fuck me, I can't remember what the other model is. One of them. But yeah, it's cool, man. Had you did you always ride or was this something new? No, I mean I, I it was a, it was it was a stupid idea that just got a hand. Mm-hmm. So it was like someone called me up and said, Hey, what do you think about Harley Davidson? I said, Yeah, I mean, cool. They're cool. They're <laughs> and and they were like, Well, you know, how would we sort of like work with them? And I was like, Well, how about I ride one onto the stage? Okay. And they were like, Yeah, that's great, let me see what they say. And of course it was like, Yes, we'd love that. When and where and how, and then that was like six weeks out, seven weeks out, and we found out the New York Fire Department wouldn't let me do it unless, you know, this happened and this happened right. and this happened. So I was originally meant to get a license. Okay. So I was doing training with like an ex-policeman. Okay. Privately, which was amazing, in different locations in America. So do you have an M license now? No. Oh, didn't okay. Need to take it. Oh, okay. No. And you also had to get it onto a rooftop and everything. Yeah, too. well, no, I mean, you, they had a cargo lift. Okay, okay. Like the, um, you know, because it was, yeah, it was huge. It was right, stun, well, stun, I gotta get jump, the whole stage up there. Bridge, yeah. But it was cool. So, it was, like, yeah. it, was, it was pretty sick. I like that bike as well, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> cool. Um, you guys also just finished a run in Australia, Japan, and I, I went to Japan for the first time this year as well. Um, and like I, the fandom culture over there is mm-hmm. amazing. I wanted to know what your experience. Was. I don't know, maybe I don't know if you guys have played They're, in Japan um, before. Yeah, we've but we've been over there. We've done Summer Sonic Festival okay. twice before this year. Yeah, um, we felt we, like the Beatles in yeah. Tower Records. We did What's like, that? We felt like the Beatles in Tower Records. Right. Yeah. 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 So what was it like with Could the? Have a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And did you guys get to enjoy any of the culture there? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, what, the fourth time we've been, so we did okay. some, a lot of the touristy things. Things before. already, yeah. But just, just walking around, like, Shibuya and stuff like that. Yeah, it's another world over there. It's bar culture we get over there. Yeah. Yeah, the drinking culture there. <laughs> what's that, what's that, that alley called uh, in Shibuya? Uh, we didn't actually go in the end, but it's Golden Guy or something like that. Golden yeah, Gold, that Golden Guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we like went to one similar in Osaka. Okay. And we'd go back every year. It's yeah. a guy called Takuya that we made friends with. And uh, it's just a, a bar about the size of this part of the bus. Yeah. And then um, just, you know, just 
it's actually quite expensive, we realised. We were right. drinking in there for ages and the bill came. I was like, shit. <laughs> but he's happy we come back every year. But no, he's lovely and it's a really good time. And yeah, it's, it's such a cool vibe. And karaoke, of course. Right. We karaoke yeah, three times. Karaoke. You know that there they sit, they one of their strategies because the subways close at like midnight right. um, and then it doesn't open again until 6 in the morning so I heard that a lot of people rent it's like $10 to rent a karaoke room from two after 2 in the morning so, so people go out and instead of getting a hotel they get a karaoke room right. and just stay there till the morning oh, yeah genius sounds yeah. disgusting <laughs> uh, and see. you can share it with like 8 people right yeah. so yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I want to ask about because you know with the struts, one thing is the flash, the, uh, you know, the, what, um, what is the, what, what is an important element to a great stage outfit? Um, I, uh, a vision. Yeah? Vision always helps. Okay. Um, and is it usually your own vision? Do you guys have fashion people? No. It's no, all your own. Stylist. colour schemes, really. We kind yeah. of all naturally fell into our mm-hmm. own. Like designs, like I've got like a two-piece kind of jacket and trousers. Yeah. And then like Luke's got his like leathery outfit, which and then that will probably change on the next one. And mm-hmm. guess got the jumpsuits and stuff like. More yeah. like a military cop from the year three thousand. Right. Yeah. So there was all kind of individual ideas you each had, and they yeah yeah work them together. Being comfortable doing what you're doing, and then we kind mm-hmm. of go for the color schemes to kind of, and then obviously having one person make it makes it you know really cohesive yeah and then I think I, I read somewhere that at one point you guys did work with someone who was dressing Freddie Mercury I worked with Xander Rhodes yeah like five years ago yeah years. was that just a one off occasion or yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and what was that like it was great I mean, yeah it was great I went up to a studio and she showed me like all of her outfits and she was working on a um she does a lot of stuff for the Royal Ballet and Opera and everything like that because those outfits are like huge okay so she showed me all of that and then she showed me the original like queen sort of like cuts that they had like with the satin suits and stuff like yep. this that she did with the white ones in the eight in the seventies. So that was really cool and she was she's she's great, she's bonkers. But I'd like to do something with her again. But you might offend our current man at the moment. Oh, right. Very sensitive. Okay, okay, we don't want to do that. Um, just a quick two quick fire questions to kinda of wrap things up. Um, one question I was asked by a music journalist in the city that I had to think a very long time was, what is the one album, not necessarily your favorite album, but what is one album that you couldn't live without? Definitely, maybe, I think. Yeah. Okay. Permission to Learn by the Diamonds. Okay. Hot Fuss by the Killers. Okay. Stone Roses. <laughs> it's, got, it's got to be your favorite album. We all album. know them. It's so yeah, it's your, it's your, it's your, yeah, I guess they're we all very different which is cool it's like the album that you come back to you just you you're right it's like doesn't necessarily like, have to be if I want to have a good time I'm going to put rock oh, and roll no. right. yeah. I know it's hard because different what's what I said to him I said different eras in my life I would have a different answer for this so yeah, yeah. but there's just that I, I think every time I hear like rock and roll stars it gets me in the mood to right have a good time with my friends yes. and bring yeah. back good memories yeah <laughs> yeah one of mine mine's either Act Tongue Baby or, or Joshua Tree What's yeah. that? Yeah. Also, you too. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was a nineties well. album. Yeah. I was going to say I could do Bat Out of Hell as well. Bat Out of Hell, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I could never not listen to that. Right. 
Okay, and last last question to wrap things up. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie or Rocket Man Rocket movie? Rocket Man. Everyone Rocket Man. Yeah. 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 For what reason? Oh, it was so much more fun. Well, so I'm just like different true. tone. It's just true. To, it just felt more real. Oh, I don't know. Okay. It, it just it was a lot more fun and more entertaining to watch and they didn't take it too seriously and like the Queen movie was great mm-hmm. I did watch Burr Up the Gay on the plane the other day and it is fucking great yeah it's great it, 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 the, it is right? yeah, but Rocketman from the off watching that the first time I was like wow that was really um, it's, it's more ambitious more ent- it's yeah, more I don't think interesting I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is up there with like Ray and like that kind of movie. it will more be. biopic-y it than will be, I, but yeah. I don't know I don't think it was as good but then I like the yeah it was more Really? Mate, Ray was fantastic. Ray was, but yeah, but I, I just think... I personally am also, I'm bohemian. Really? I just yeah. felt it was, I don't know, I felt it's, it's like, different. Like, it, they're both, like, I mean, they're both amazing. If but you like I'm musicals like, on any right. level, then you're going to go for Rocketman. Right. But, like, I just thought it was so much more creative, but because they approached it differently. Differently, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. the scene, the Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting, when he yes. goes from being the teenager to the to the yeah. man that's yeah. fucking sick when like the mods and rockers are like mm-hmm. in the alleyway and everyone's like I mean that shot is fantastic mm-hmm. I'd love them to like in a few years like switch it around to do a Bohemian Rhapsody oh. in that style in, 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 yeah. In, yeah. a proper Elton John movie yeah because yeah. yeah, that musical We Will Rock You apparently is terrible if yeah. if they made if they made a Struts movie who would who would play each of you guys that's, that's another question <laughs> But who have you said? Who Wait, you've said? Have you guys ever answered this one before? Said, yeah, Heath I say Ledger. Heath Ledger. They're all older than it. Okay. <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd have to... I'd probably play myself. Play yourself. Okay, yeah. so you can dive into acting after. <laughs> do it. Just do it. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Thanks for taking the time. Cheers, I really man. appreciate thank it. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we'll see you, we'll see you in there tonight. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.